You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Welcome to episode 90 of PlayStation Unchained. I know we've hit the big 9-0 and for some reason it's a very small amount of people in this podcast because uh, Mike has decided he wants to take a small break from casting because he's been doing it for oh good, good four years now so he deserves a little bit of a break. And Neil, Neil has a little baby being born. So we're going to have to change a few things with this episode. There will be no bantering and vault, which means there'll be no theme tunes. Um, but but don't worry, no all, all hope is lost. We still have Gary with us this week. Huzzah! Yay! So happy to be here. Good to have you on here, man. How you been? Did you have a good week? I, I've been pretty good, yeah. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, I, I I made a big purchase this week with Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh my god! Did you buy like seven bases for seventy dollars? No, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the hand. You bought a hand? I bought the hand edition. Oh, you bought the collector's edition? Yeah, with the hand. You had that pre-ordered, didn't you? Yeah, I got it pre-ordered. Nice. It's amazing. Oh, it's the hand. I heard the hand is really articulate. Like it moves and like, yeah, it's really good. It, it, all the fingers have got. Yeah, it's amazing. It's very quality based. Yeah, from what I hear, they put a lot of yeah. quality. In it. That's good. Yeah. I just assumed it was going to be like a statue that doesn't move. I didn't know it was actually going to be. No, it can grip stuff and everything. It's amazing. See now, if it was the size of a human hand, like if it was a glove and you just put yeah. your hand in, that'd be cool. Well, the Japanese versions like that. The Japanese versions are full scale. But you can't put it on your arm. I'm sure if it's it's full scale, I'm sure someone will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> he just cuts off his arm and like sews that thing on there. <laughs> well, no, he probably just you know takes the middle out. Oh man! <clears throat> and uh. clips the sides maybe and just sort of. There'll be a way. Someone will find a way. Yeah. Life finds a way. So it's me and you, huh, Ben? Yeah, me and you. Um, Neil's having a baby. Yeah, and Mike is he's being a baby. Amsterdam, <laughs> he's still trying to recover. <laughs> all that, all them hookers. <laughs> it's all them hookers and blow. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so before we get fired, I think we should go to the news. <laughs> I, I agree. We should probably get to the yeah. news. Um, while we're talking about cheap blow. Yeah. <laughs> PS Plus members can now grab Dive Club Dirt Cheap right now. Uh, this is by Michael Harridans, which he knows what cheap is. Wink, wink. Uh, Sony is offering a great deal on Drive Club for PlayStation Plus members looking to pick up the Evolution Studios racer on the cheap. The PlayStation 4 exclusive title, which released in October 2014, is available to pick up for tw- uh, $15.99. This includes the full digital version of the game plus the season pass. Alternately, you can plump for the p- standard PS Plus edition upgrade for $11.99, which is introduced from the usual £19.99. This includes the season pass extras. Read out review, blah, blah, blah. I bought Drive Club. I never did play it much because I'm not a big f- I love racing games, but I like to, yeah, I like small breaks of racing games. Little race here and there. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't buy the season pass though. What about you? Did you did you purchase the drive clubs? Uh, no, I played the the, the plus edition. I, I did have a lot of fun with it, um, but it, it was a little too realistic for me, um, as opposed to other racing games that I like. But yeah, you know, it's. I mean, I, I'm assuming this is UK only because I haven't seen this in the in North America or anywhere else. Oh well, that's good. But it is a it is a great price. If you like the, the game, has had plenty of updates. There's a lot of stuff doing it. It is a quality game. So if you're into those kind of games, that's like that's a steal at that price. So ah uh, well, while we're talking about steals, Hideo Kojima offers advice on playing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pains. A legendary game designer and one of the greatest people ever, Haido Kojima, shared a few words of advice on Twitter for those currently enjoying Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. Check out the <laughs> comments below. Uh, please take a break too long. Please take please take a break time to time as the free infiltration exhausts you if playing for a long time. Go back to the main mother base between main missions, take a walk or do the silly side ops to get mind reset. Uh, he also shared some more few, few words of wisdom. To tell the truth, since uh, since long ago I've stopped playing my game at home until it launched. I can watch someone playing just fine, but I can't do it myself. Because, but as I may find something I want to fix again, though, I'd played it over and over during development. Um, are you enjoying the Metal Gears so far? I am enjoying the Metal Gears so far. Outside of some personal issues I have with it, um, it it's a fantastic game. I am enjoying it. Okay. I would talk about the little trick I found recently, but because you're here and you've not got there so far, I will not mention it. Okay. Uh, just to be fair. <laughs> oh, thank you. No problem. I, I am, I am going to try this, uh, not going to Mother Base and taking a rest, just to see how it affects the character and what happens to him. Uh, see, I go to Mother Base every mission. Because <laughs> yeah, I am curious <laughs> to see what, what happens to, to Snake, like how he... Does he like some start becoming fidgety or something? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Well, he, he has more chance of failing the futons as well, yeah. He has what? More chance, yeah, the extractions. Yeah. He has more chance to start failing those. Oh, so that goes. What, you strap a balloon onto a guy, how do you fail? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't inflate the balloon big enough? Doesn't Legend tie it on? My foot. <laughs> he ties it to his own foot? Ties it That's to the what dog. Ties he it to ties it to himself and it sends him flying off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Go on. He, he uses a broken one. He just falls down. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's go to Final Fantasy 15. Started development three years ago. Uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13 was about 25% complete. Uh, the director behind Final Fantasy XV has shared a few new details on the development process behind the hotly anticipated RPG during recent chat with IGN at PAX. Hayajima Tabata confirmed that the development of the project kicked off around three years ago, at which point the original incarnation of the PS3 exclusive Final Fantasy Versus XIII was around 20-25% to 25% complete. Yeah, yeah, because you, you don't know. It's 20-25%, you know. Anyway... Uh, it's quite a big guy, so I recommend checking PSU.com. Anyone? Anyone? Can't, well, I say anyone. Gary, are you surprised about this? <laughs> I'm not surprised about this because I think I actually said this is exactly what happened the first time 
uh, the, a while ago, actually, when we talked about this. Um, everybody thinks the game's been in development for like 11 years. It really hasn't because they, like they said, they only started technically working three years ago. And I believe that because that's exactly what they said happened. You know, they said um, that they're not going to fully go into development of Versus 13 until they finished Final Fantasy 13. Once that game was finished, they started throwing in some concept artists, pretty much the pre-production guys, started working on Versus 13, and they decided that they're going to go and start working on 13-2. And then that finished up, and then they moved, I think, like half of the development team finally over, and then the other half remained and did Lightning Returns. And just now, barely, three years later, or three years ago, they finally went 100% into production of the game. And so, yeah, I mean, everybody says 10, 11 years, but really that's technically when they announced it, they maybe had like three or four people working on the game from what I remember they said. Um, but the game fully went into production, like they said, three years ago, which I believe is when Lightning Returns came out, isn't it? Three years ago? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so right after that game finished, it went 100% into production. So, yeah, that's interesting. I did kind of know this already. <laughs> I tried to tell people, but nobody would listen there. <laughs> the game's been in development for 11 years. It's like Duke Nukem again. Like, <laughs> technically, it has, but really, uh, four people working on Final Fantasy 15, you're not going to get that game done in 20 years. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just two people stood there in front of the computer going, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> Don't tell anyone we're being paid. Yeah, we've done his shoes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and while we're talking about I don't know, this has nothing really to do with it but we're talking about RPGs I guess, uh, Fallout 4 voice recording complete has more dialogue than Fallout 3 and Skyrim uh, I'm not going to read all this because it's Fallout 4 uh, it has over 111,000 lines of dialogue which is more lines than both Fallout 3 and the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim combined furthermore 13,000 lines were performed by each of the game's principal voice casts so the two people who do voiceovers for the game. Yeah, the two whole people. <laughs> Just like Skyrim and Fallout 3, they have five people who do all the voices for that game. The probably the same two people for yeah, man and female as well. He <laughs> just puts a bit. Of, it just consumes a bit of helium. <laughs> so yeah. sad. That really killed me with Fallout. And I'm like, you got Liam Neeson. I believe that's who it was who played uh, one of the characters in the game, and he yeah. does the one voice. For the one character who only appears for like 15 minutes of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted him just to voice everything. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be fair. If I could get someone like Nolan North in my game, I'd be like, okay, screw the pot, just everyone's Nolan North. Everyone. <laughs> That's what happened in Mafia 2. He played like every NPC in that game, so like you hear him talking to himself on the street sometimes. <laughs> Mafia, t- Mafia 3, the Nolan North game. <laughs> uh, and now I, I know this will sound stupid but compared to a lot everyone seems like oh my god that's, that is so much but they said during the E3 presentation that the characters will be able to pronounce certain names but yeah if you when you put your name in your name will actually be spoken you know a lot of names will be put into the database 
that is actually uh, an achievement if they're able to do that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's an achievement, but those 13,000 lines? 2,000 lines might just be Gary, Ben, Jacob, Jake, Tom, Richard. Yeah. Well, they definitely won't get <laughs> right because it's spelled completely different than what everybody spells Gary as. Yeah, but, you know, I'm just saying the fact that, you know, a lot of those lines will just be the guy saying names. No, oh, I mean, like I said, it, it's if they can get it to work properly, then that's oh, yeah. awesome. But some tells me they won't be able to get oh, no. it all working properly, and either they're patching out of it, they like just remove the feature. I hope not, because it would be just. I just they should just have it for names that they know they can say, but for those that they can't say, it just goes. Uh, uh, yeah, probably like the basic name, like John and Paul, Ben. They'll probably yes! get. I'm generic. <laughs> That's not what I mean, Ben. <laughs> hey, I don't complain. I get I get to have my name said. I'm just saying the easier names that yeah. are easier to pronounce, they'll probably get. I wonder what happens if I put chili in. <laughs> they'll probably pronounce it something like silly or something. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's it's huge obviously. Eleven one hundred and eleven thousand lines is a lot of dialogue to record. And kudos to them for doing that. That's that's huge. Okay, this might be a little bit of a spot. I can hear myself. Okay, it's gone now. Okay, here's a little bit of a spoiler for Metal Gear 5, if that's okay. I, I don't know if you've seen the news about the birthdays. Uh, I've seen the news. That the, the internet has spoiled a lot of the stuff for that game for me now. Okay, this isn't headlines. really anything to do with the plot. It's literally just a, su- uh, a surprise. Yeah. It's nothing to do with story. It's not even the side ops. Um, it's not even the main story. Doesn't involve main characters. It's just a surprise. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Snake gets a birthday surprise at Mother Base in MGS5, The Phantom Pain. Uh, in MGS5, has a surprise in store for you for those who have decided to play the game on your birthday. Furthermore, if the player is required to snipe a quiet prior to the birthday mission, you'll receive an extra scene at the, be- at the end of the celebratory cinematic. So yeah, the game will wish you happy birthday. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, so much stuff has been spoiled for me in, in the headlines and news articles about the game that just really pissed me off. But yeah, I, I did hear about the birthday thing, so also yeah. I, I guess I'll see mine soon since mine is coming up here yeah. in a couple of weeks. When is your birthday? Uh, the twenty fifth of September. Oh, that's that's not long. Oh, that's not long from now. No, no, it isn't. Um, and my last news article for this week. Uh, Uncharted for a single-player DLC inspired by The Last of Us. It works really well, says developer. <laughs> of course he said, it's not going to go, it was complete shit, says developer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, creator before un- the creator behind Uncharted 4 of Thieves End has shed light on this decision to include single-player DLC in the forthcoming Uncharted 4 of Thieves End. Speaking with GameSpot, Naughty Dog's Annie Mayer 
revealed the, sequ- the success of the last of us left behind expansion was the reason for this move out of 10 how annoyed are you I am pretty annoyed uh, I'd say probably a 7 or an 8 um, I, I don't it's one of those things like I've said before like if it's story DLC it's story DLC you already have planned to do uh, before even the game came out and you probably should have included it with the game and uh, we talked about this in in chat before I said it's probably going to be a story where you play as you know Drake's brother and it shows how he came wrapped up in Drake's misfortunes I guess and that's probably all it's going to be. And I, I'm just not a fan of, you know, putting in story deal or at least announcing story DLC before a game is even out. Because to me, that just tells me you had it planned as DLC instead of having it planned to be included in the game. That's all it tells me. Yeah, with it being so, especially with the fact that it was, it felt like Uncharted might be out this year at one point. Then get yeah. released next year, and now all the DLC being announced. Yeah, it seems pretty suspicious. It yeah, wouldn't I mean, be that suspicious it. if it wasn't for all the people that had to, that left during the development. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just against it. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't think people left it because of the DLC, but no. But I think that might. I know it wasn't just the DLC, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was something. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Like, well. I'm just not a fan of of it for the like I said for the reasons I just said you know it's don't announce story DLC until after the game is out um, because that to me just tells me that you want the game to have DLC that's what you're doing you know but I don't know it, it's 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 a move that's just uncharted for me doesn't need story DLC in any way and I don't think it should have it and as much as I love the the Left Behind DLC from The Last of Us, um, it really didn't add really anything to the story that we didn't already know. So, yeah. that That's just my opinion on the, on the matter. See, I don't mind it being announced before release, but only a few weeks before release, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. If they, you know, if they say, oh, it's blah, 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 it's out next month, Oh, by the way, our game is out in a few weeks, but if you want to get ready for the DLC pack that involves Sully going into a church with a hooker, that'll be <laughs> £7.99, and that'll be out in two months' time to, to extend your gameplay experiences. <laughs> I, I would buy that DLC for sure. <laughs> Sully's sexy s- s- showtime. There we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of it, and quite honestly, I don't think Uncharted needs it. Especially if you're doing it as the last Uncharted game, you know, just let it end the way it ends. Why do you have to add more story stuff to it? Whether it's prequel or if it takes place after the story, just don't do it. That's just my opinion. Uncharted doesn't need story yeah. DLC. Okay, we've finished pretty much the news. There hasn't been that much news this week, mainly because it's that time of the year where everyone's going, oh, my God, summer. The sun is out. Let's go outside. And then you go outside and you realise, oh, no. Actually, maybe not. Let's stay back yeah. inside. There's Milky Side no, 5. 
ever. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that side, I know. Yeah. Um. So I think, in honor of honor of Bolt, we should still do our usual segment right now. But because oh. there is no Bolt, we're going to have to do something a little more relaxed, a little more calming. I think it's time to chill with chili. Hell yeah. Yeah. Chilling with chili. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't get a theme song because, you know, this is. Yeah. No. A one I'll off for up. now. But maybe I'll next up. week. Maybe next yeah. week. <laughs> when we have Gabbing with Gary. <laughs> Gabbing with Gary? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so the question didn't get posted in the end. Which damn you, Kevin, and damn me, Chili, and just well, it just happened. The question was: If you could make a movie based on a video games, which game would it be? Um, Gary, have you got any ideas on what games you would like to turn into movies? Um, some, yeah. What about you? You go first, man. No, you go first, unless you have, can't think of anything. Well, I can think of stuff, obviously. Um, some of them are, are pretty simple, in my opinion. Also, remember, so, you can mix games, if you want to. <laughs> mix games. Oh, man. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> no, but it might make them... You see, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll talk about this in a minute, too. Um, well... Okay, I, I would think uh, a Metal Gear Solid movie would be would be pretty damn good, depending on who made it. Obviously, um, I don't think it's it's a story that, or or even a game that's really hard to turn into a movie. Um, it's just a dude infiltrating a base in Alaska. I don't understand how it has to be difficult to do. Um, but you know, Hollywood always has to change the story because according to them, nobody wants to watch the the same story unfold in a movie. Um, But that's according to them. I would personally love that. Um, I think Splinter Cell would be a very good movie as well if they, again, did it right. Um, I I would say Hitman, but they already did that and they failed, so that's how much confidence I have in in Hollywood. (laughs) I mean, it's a dude who's an assassin who kills people. Why is that so difficult to do? Oh, because you have to give him a love interest for some reason. You have to give him a personality, something he doesn't have because of the character that he is. Why does he have to have a personality? All these things ruin a lot of stuff for me in Hollywood. Um, But what can I do? Um, Let's see. Um, We're we're already getting Assassin's Creed, so there's no, no biggie there. It's probably going to fail just as well, unfortunately. Um, I don't know, really. I, I can't really pick any RPGs because that would just be weird. Um, Fallout, actually, I think will make a very good movie. Uh, ooh, maybe some Elder Scrolls as well would be pretty good. I mean, just a fantasy movie, right? Not much yeah. difficulty there. <laughs> Or so I would believe. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I still think they should do another Mortal Kombat movie because I still think the first Mortal Kombat movie is the best video game movie ever made. Um, even with all its faults. Um, 
I really wish they'd go and do the one that they had that uh, online YouTube video of. Do you remember that? No, I never watched it. You never watched it? Not the series they released, but like, um, I think it was like a 13-minute short film that, that yeah, the guy I made. I he, it was a pitch that it was a movie he made to pitch um, to Warner Brothers the next Mortal Kombat movie and what he wanted to do with it, and it was incredibly good. It was very dark, very violent. It was pretty much a fight between Reptile and Johnny Cage, and oh, it was. Well. If you can find it, uh, I highly recommend you go check it out. And I really wish they they would have allowed him to go and do the movie that way. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a Street Fighter movie, which was dreadful in its own way. It, it was fun to watch. It's one of those movies that sucks absolutely, but you want to watch it because it's yeah. so fun to watch. Um, yeah, that one was fun. But, you know, I just... Video game genre, to me, it's it, something tells me it's going to turn a, a, a good corner in the future, but right now... I, I just feel like Hollywood wants to take the characters of video games and turn it into their movies. Yeah. And I think that's the big problem right now. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, Witcher would be a great universe as well to do a movie from. Um, you know, but yeah. there have been so many already that have been announced and we've seen nothing. You know, Bioshock was announced. You know, we are getting the World of Warcraft movie. We'll see how that wow. works out. <laughs> I want a Fantasy fourteen movie then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of these movies, the only way I see a lot of these movies succeeding is if they're straight to DVD, quite yeah. honestly. And most of them, if they're CG. You know, I just don't think live action works in any no. way. I mean, we got a Heavenly Sword movie, which was CG, and that wasn't very good. Um, I don't understand how you fail in that game either, because... Like, they changed a lot of the story around. That's the big example I'm trying to make. They had a story in Heavenly Sword. They made an animated movie out of it. And they changed the story. Because, apparently, <laughs> according to them, nobody wants to watch the same story that they played. And I personally do. Like, why do why does it have to change? I don't understand why it has to change. The more it changes, the worse it gets, in my opinion. But, you know, we saw what happened with Resident Evil. <laughs> See, I'm weird. I like those movies. Well, they're fun to watch. I'm not saying they're not. I don't like them as Resident Evil movies, but I like yeah, them as the movies. Zombie movies, sure, that's fun. But you know, it just seems like a cash cow. Cash cow. You put the name of the video game on there, and all of a sudden, everybody wants to watch it. Now, the Prince of Persia movie was actually pretty decent too. You know, yeah, that was done by Jerry Bruckheimer, and a lot of people like attacked that movie too but in my opinion it was one of the better ones made you know kind of stayed true to the story of Prince of Persia in a way but still kind of told its own thing but it, it's it's really hard I mean as far as mashups go you know uh, I think it's the easiest one would be Prince of Persia Assassin's Creed one yeah I think would no, be that'd pretty, be easy just that'd be make too easy. Indiana Jones it, it would make sense you know, Indiana Jones and Nathan Drake, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, I would totally take a movie of Duke Nukem and Shadow <laughs> Warrior team up. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be totally amazing. Uh, done by the same studio, so why not? You know, um, 
let's see. I don't know. Mashups are hard because you you really can't really mesh up a lot of game characters. You always ha you kind of have to put the same type of characters against each other. You know. Yeah. You know, you, you can't put, like, Kratos against Solid Snake. That's not even fair to Snake. Um, yeah, I don't know. don't know. Snake would find a way. Snake would find a way? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, uh, Until Dawn, actually, I think would be a, a fantastic fit for a movie at this point. Because it is a movie, just interactive movie, yeah. in a way. Um, but yeah, it just Hollywood just seems to have this hard time grasping that they don't have to write the story if it's already written. You just have to put it onto a freaking big screen. You know? But then again, we've seen how, how they butcher a lot of books. They turn into movies where they cut out 90% of the content in the books. Which in a way makes sense because you can't really fit everything into a two-hour or three-hour movie. But you don't have to change the whole story and the character's personality or anything to do it. Yeah. So... I don't know, I just... If, if you're making a video game movie, I say stay true to the characters in the world that they live in. Just don't try to add your own Hollywood flair to it. Hitman, like I said, is the perfect example of them adding Hollywood into a story that doesn't need it. You have a dude who is pretty much genetically engineered clone as an assassin with no personality who goes and kills people. That should not be a hard movie to make. But no, you have to give him a personality. You have to give him a love interest. You have to give him some major conflict he's involved in. Don't do that. You've had two movies, and you failed at both of them. And yeah, They even failed with Tomb Raider, I'm sorry to say. Well, but, yeah. That's me. Your turn, Ben. Okay, my turn. Um... Oh, I don't know, you covered a lot of the good movies. I'd like to see a Mel Gear Solid movie. And I was thinking when you were saying that, I would love to see Psycho Mantis sort of like make the TV screen, just the, the cinema screen just go black. <laughs> that would, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would actually be pretty cool if they were able to do that with the movie. Yeah, just it just pops up with an error. It just says, error, please contact your film, blah, blah, cinema... Or, or like in the middle of it, it just cuts into a different movie. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and like for like five minutes, you're watching a different movie. And people are like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> uh, or something like you dirty perverts, and then it puts like a like a, a naughty video on for a few uh, seconds. I know what you were doing last night. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too rude, but you know, just sort of like you know. Uh, it's, it's something cool, yeah. yeah. I, that, that'd be awesome in my opinion if they were able to do that in the movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see a Streets of Rage movie, actually. That'd be interesting. Yes. Oh god, Streets of Rage would be a great movie, actually. It, it, um, it would have to be one of those old school like action yeah. movies, or like <laughs> just go in and fight a whole army of guys. Well, by it themselves. should be like the Expendables, but good. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally watch yeah, a Streets of Rage movie. Uh, yeah. An actual Super Mario movie would be good. Uh, I think yeah, Mario so. would be perfect for a movie. Hell, I think most of those platformers would be perfect for a movie. Mainly because oh. they have no plot. How, how would a Mario movie work, though? How wouldn't it work? The princess got kidnapped. 
Mario must make his journey through this fantasy world to find the princess. So you're thinking of live action? No, I was just thinking CGI. Oh yeah, CGI will work. A lot of video game movies will work with CGI. Yeah, I'd say platforming games like that are more are easier to make as a movie than a an actual game because there is no plot. You know, there is no real. Mario does everything. He's a doctor. He's a freaking basketball player. He's a tennis player. They could make him into any movie they wanted. This is all very true. Um, um, I'd like to see a Spyro the Dragon movie. Kind of like How to Train Your Dragon, but with Spyro. Um, I work perfectly with that character, yeah. yeah. How to Train Your Spyro. How to Train Your Spyro. That sounds like a porno, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it already exists anyway. Ah, so. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I would like to see a fantasy movie as well because you could pretty much adapt one of the games into the movie. We've had a Final Fantasy. Oh movie, yeah, though. Advent, Advent Children, and oh, we, <laughs> spirits. <laughs> Can I just say something? Spirits <laughs> Within is still to this day, in my opinion the most incredible CGI I've ever seen. I still need... I've got it on DVD, but I've never watched it. You never watched that movie? Never watched it. How can you talk crap on it if you've never seen it? <laughs> I've seen quite a few trailers of it, and I've watched a little bit of it. I didn't. Wa- I tried to watch it. I couldn't watch it, if you understand what I mean. Oh, okay. Well, that movie came out in what, like, 97, 98? Yeah. yeah, it's still one of the greatest-looking computer-generated movies I've ever made. This, well, this, uh, it's one of the only movies that I've never been able to watch. The only other movie is Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> oh man, the Dragon That was on TV the other night. I think I got to the bit where Goku comes down the stairs and he's, refu- he's asked if he wants to eat. And he says no. And then I turned it off. Goku <laughs> <laughs> always eats, damn it. Yeah. I think I was like three minutes into the movie. Oh man! So like, no, this is not Dragon Ball. He refused to he refused to eat food. This is not Goku. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a movie that can never work live action. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't even care if they get like Steven Spielberg and whoever else you want to pick. You know, Michael Bell or whoever. Michael Bay. Michael Bell. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Combine those three guys and they still won't make that movie good. <laughs> nope. Uh, but apart from that, we've pretty much covered all the good movies. Uh, if you've got an idea of what you want for a movie, uh, email us at podcast... I mean... Oh, I've got hiccups. Email us at unchained at psu.com. I think it's our email. If not, email me at ben.shillabithall.psu.com and I'll make sure we get them. And we'll... We'll be posting a question for Reelsy Reels next week. So stay tuned um, for Reelsies. Um, so we're going to go straight into the reviews because we have about we have five reviews this week. Um, awesome. Awesome. And one of them is an interesting game. Anyway, first we're going to go with uh, Madden NFL 
2016 PS4 review. Oh, oh, sorry. Just, just want to yawn randomly for some reason. Oh, Ben. Um, Bad Ben. <laughs> does it have the RPG system that the E3 thing kept talking about before? I remember yeah. that. Uh, anyway, the final word was Madden 16 that has now has now begun to reflect on how NFL has evolved. And despite its growing pains, the positive outweigh the negative and the strong outweigh Madden NFL 16 a necessity for returning fans. We like the intelligent player interaction animations. The draft champions complement MUT well. The players reflect their status stats perfectly. Uh, we like the balance issues with our aggressive cats. The commentary is more of the same. AI interference despite more penalties. An 8.0 out of 10. Uh, Gary, what do you think of the NFL Madden footballs hand egg 2016? Not, not a fan of those games. Um, I'm a fan of Blitz, if that makes any contribution. But, you know, it's it's uh, it's EA's biggest selling game, I believe, uh, outside of FIFA. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Madden. You know, they keep trying to improve it. Sometimes it succeeds one year or next year it fails. I don't know. Can't really say much about it because since I don't really play those games. But I do watch the NFL. So. I better go. What's Jack? Who wrote it? Who wrote Tim. Tim, uh, Tim Noons. The great Tim Noons. Tim Noons. The great Tim Noons. The great. I missed him. I miss him as well. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been like a week, man. It's been too long. Uh, That's awesome. uh, Dishonored Definitive Edition on PS4 review by Neil Bolt. Uh, Remember, his his, his wife's in labour, so he can't be here today. So we'll read his review for him. Uh, While not the lavish remaster fans might have hoped for, for this part of Dishonored remains a great stealth action title, and the additions of Knives of Dunwell and Brigmore Witches only amplify that point. We like the the words. We like the excellent, excellent free-frame gameplay options. The Donwell is a delightful moody say. Delightful moody say. That's a very good sentence. Delightfully moody setting. Yeah. Uh, DLC is a worthy addition to the main game. We just like the bog standard port with visual touch-up, the loading times, and some fiddly controls. We give an eight point oh out of ten. Um. Have you played the Dishonored? I played Dishonored on the PS3. Yes. Okay. What What did you think of the Dishonored? Will you get on the PS4s? Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to get on. It's probably going to be free on PS Plus by the end of next year for sure. But um, I'm really disappointed that the loading times haven't been changed because that game had some really bad loading times. And the fact that they didn't even prove it in this game just shows you that how crappy a lot of companies are when it comes to porting their games over from the last gen. Um, but other than that, you know, obviously all the DLCs there. This is pretty much the game of the year edition, and I don't know. I don't know how much they're charging for it, but if it's anything over forty dollars, it's not worth it in my opinion. But other than that, it is a fun game. But it's not, in my opinion, worth the repurchase. Well, that's good. Um, now we're going on to an interesting new title. Um, 
people from the podcast probably have heard this game before. It's called Commander's Cherry's Puzzle Journey Review. It was written by some guy called Benjamin Shillibur Hall, who supposedly posed half-naked to play the game as well. Um, in fact, in a line that was edited out of the review by, by his, his boss, uh, he had put, to get the camera working, I had to stand there in t-shirt and t-shirt and boxer shorts to to for the game to pick me up. This had to be edited out of the review because they think that he was worried it might scare the, the review the readers. Um, anyway, the final word, which is literally a few words, uh, despite its charm, Commander Cherry's puzzle journey is too flawed to recommend to adults and kids alike. Yeah, don't recommend it to kids. <laughs> uh, we like the simple yet charming visuals has some solid ideas and platforming when it works uh, we dislike very short body capture is horrendous too expensive for what you get a 4.5 out of 10 yeah so yeah it was a game I had to use my ass to platform with and I had to get naked to play it so what, what? did you have like twerk it for your character to jump <laughs> Well, no, your your body is the platform. So what I had to do for one level was I had to split my legs apart, bend over to the right. Stop, just stop right now. Well, this is how I beat a level. Oh, my God. I had to put my ass out so I could jump on my leg, climb up my leg, jump onto my butt, climb up my back, and have my arm sort of like out like a sort of like straight arm. But I got all the points. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this game. I have to get this game. <laughs> I said it is a, the This is going to be a great game to play at a drunken party. <laughs> yeah, it probably would be, actually, if the camera worked. <laughs> oh, God. That's just funny, man. Yeah, the game is a lot of fun. I do recommend it if it wasn't so broken. Maybe is could it be that your room is just too dark? I, so, I had the windows. I had the, the literally the curtains open, the light on. <laughs> did you try to play it like at your friend's house or something to see if it picks you up better? I, uh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're gamers. We only have virtual friends. <laughs> yeah, actually, now it's summer, so he works a lot. So he's a, oh. he, he he works at a fisherman shop stuff i see yeah no that's that's just too funny for me man like this game <laughs> even this thing, commander cherry that's just a fantastic name yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, oh she <laughs> fly on a giant steak that's the worst portal ever made. yeah your ship is a giant steak oh my god then you crash it I don't know how you crash a giant steak, but you crash so, it. So what is the point of the game? Like, what is the goal? To fix like, your is, ship, I think. <laughs> I think it's to fix your ship. I can't really... I was too busy getting confused by the, the gameplay to really focus on the story. I know there's a goat that appears every so often for some reason. Well, that's a 10 out of 10, then. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just appears, looks at you, and then disappears again. 
interesting. Okay, let's go to some more reviews. Now that we've spent a lot of time with this review Wait, Commander Just Commander. one more question. You said it was expensive. How much is that again? It's about 15 quid, but there's only about 10 levels. Okay. And it requires the camera. You can't yeah, play with that. You can't play with the camera. Okay. It's not that. It's, it's just expensive because, you know, once you're beating it, you chances are, unless you really like getting no sort, unless it's a party, you're not really going to play it again. And the graphics, although they're very pretty, they're pretty much the same for most of the levels. Yeah, they repeat the same sort of designs for each level. So, once you played one level, you pretty much played five of them. <laughs> That's kind of disappointing. Um, and then the only replay value is the fact that you can play the same levels again backwards. Huh. Uh, okay, next review is by Ter- uh, by, by Terraway, <laughs> by Kyle Prowl. Uh, Terraway Unfolded Review A Guided Tour for a New World uh, He gave, uh, he said a great, pro- a great platform in its own right Terraway Unfolded doesn't quite capture the revolutionary magic of its Vita predecessor Present- uh, See I can't talk now Commander but- Cherry has broken my brain uh, Partly because the gameplay and scope remain limited next to sophisticated innovative controls uh, we like the DualShock 4 integration, the tight polished ga- platforming, the open world um, moments, the limited scope, too easy until the very end, paper creation with the... Oh, we dislike, sorry, limited scope. Too easy until the very end, and paper creation with touchpad. Must be, I don't like our new system for likes and dislikes. Just yeah. like green boxes for like, and then just two, three, yeah, black dot for dislike. Yeah. Yeah. I would like a little red square with a little line <laughs> to say we disliked it. An 8.5 out of 10. Would you get this new Terraways? Um, I'll say that as much as I love Medium Molecule um, and I love their games, I'm probably not going to get Terraway um, simply because it's just not my type of game. I'm not the biggest fan of the art style. Um, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate the art style and everything, but it's just not for me. I didn't get it on the Vita, and I don't plan on getting it on the PS4. Uh, see, I've got but, it on the Vita, but I haven't really it played it? it. Okay. I uh, Yeah, everybody says it's a fantastic game. Yeah. It's one of the best Vita games ever made. But I, I'm sure I didn't pay for it, though. Or at least I paid cheaper. I can't remember how I got it. It's weird. Anyway, let's go to our next review of Zombie Vikings for the PS4 by John Paul Jones. Um, a gloriously fun, funny and unbashing, enjoyable side-scrolling hack-em-up. Loads of words right there. Uh, Zombie Vikings is a great fun with friends but falls just short of true excellence on account of some glaring visual flaws. Uh, we like the great sense of humour, the co-op play with relentless entertaining... Is relentless entertaining. Uh, the poor menu of music, seriously. Um, we dislike the frequent screen tearing, the frame rate, uh, not a great deal of longevity for the lone player. 8.0 out of 10. What do you think of the Zombie Vikings? Would you buy it? Uh, I would buy it, actually. I am planning on buying it uh, sometime by the end of this week. Um, I'm a sucker for beat em ups, so, um, and I'm a sucker for Vikings. Uh, whatever game has Vikings, I usually always buy it because I, I'm just so enthralled with them. 
But obviously, this is more of a cartoony game. It's not really historical or anything, but it looks fun. I think the, the art style looks fantastic. It's actually a game I was going to vote for, because it was one of the three games you can vote for, but then I played Armello, and I was like, oh my god, Armello is amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also seeing in a lot of the comments that people are kind of upset that this game didn't win. And yeah. Well, you know, people had a choice to vote, you know, you can't be upset with well, something that you, didn't have, you had a choice for. I think people can be upset because they were once again duped by Ubisoft's marketing techniques of they're showing you what Grow Home was and then when you got it it was completely different than what you thought it was. Well it's Ubisoft, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, I've always I said bet, Ubisoft I bet there's is, some some sort of towers you have to climb and stuff. I've always said Ubisoft is the greatest company at their promotional work. You know they will make you believe that their games are the greatest things ever made. And then when you get them, they are not even close to that. So but yeah, you know, yeah. I, I am planning on buying this. I don't know if the like the price seems a little high. It's twenty dollars regular price, um, thirteen if you have PS Plus. I don't know how long the game is. So yeah, like he said, it's not a great deal for longevity for a long player. So I don't like. Yeah, it, it really depends on how long the game is to, to get through with a friend or by yourself. It doesn't really matter for to judge the the price that they're charging for it. Well, you know, you've got a choice of that game or this next game that's coming up, Gary. I Am Bread for the PS4 by Bossa Studios. Oh, man. Um, by the way, for some reason, we're using the PC screenshots in the PC PS4 review, so I'm going to ask the editor to fix that up. Um, um, so, yeah, I Am Bread. This was reviewed by me, of course, because it's a strange, weird game that a simulator, so of course it's going to be done by me. Um, it's not a simulator, Ben. Nothing about that game is a simulator. <laughs> it's a simulator of becoming toast. It is how toast happens. Yes, bread <laughs> jumps into a toaster oven. <laughs> it's, it's what happens in my house. I don't know about your house. Wow. I want to put in your mouth. <laughs> There's a space magic apparently. <laughs> yeah. I've got the talking toaster from Red Dwarf. That's why. Uh, Iron, Iron Bread is a sandwich short of a picnic, but it's quirkiness that makes it fun. An awkward control scheme, reputation, and frame rate issues suck some of the fun away. But if it's up to, if you're up for a few laughs, then you could do a lot worse than go on a quest to become toast. Uh, we like fun, quirky gameplay, fun locations that look good. Uh, we dislike the frame rate issues. The control takes some time to get used to, and repetition kicks in after a while. Uh, we gave it a 6.0 out of 10. Um. So yeah, I love this game. It's so much fun. My main thing I loved was Rampage mode, where you play a baguette that's got to destroy everything. A baguette? Yeah, a baguette that's <laughs> got to destroy everything. What the hell, man? But that did, that's the one that had the load of frame rate issues. I've got a video of it, actually, where the frame rate pretty much dropped to the single digits. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, um, where I'd hit a football... And it smashed into all the glass around the room. And I got a 72 hit combo. It was amazing. I don't see how that's a bad glitch. <laughs> it's a Victoria's glitch. No, but the fact that I couldn't actually move while their break, everything was breaking because of the way I knocked the ball. The frame rate just went to dead. Ah, uh, okay. Makes sense. Uh, 
so yeah amazing game I do recommend it especially for the price um, so I think that's all our reviews for this week now, can I just ask, is that just like the one kitchen that you play in try to get no you got a kitchen you got a garage you got a bedroom you got outside what the hell has a toaster in their bedroom man you use the TV to toast yourself yeah, what you do is you knock the bowling ball off the top of the table and then it hits the TV, it breaks, sets on fire and then you jump on top of it. Huh. It's not all about just... Look, as you can see, you're using the oven in that one. You can turn okay. the oven on and then use the hob. You don't actually have to use the toaster. you just got to use a heat source. Okay. That like you sense. can use the iron in the bedroom to toast yourself. you got to flip yourself over so you don't... To- don't burn so yeah it's an interesting game it is a lot of fun Um, so that's it for reviews this week I think Uh, I have another review for uh, One Piece that'll be out soon-ish hopefully I'm going to be writing it soon Uh, apart from that I don't think there's any more reviews Uh, so we're going to go with what have we been playing so Gary what have you been playing well, I have been playing Until Dawn still. Um, just playing it through a second run through, seeing how I can change events and stuff like that. I'm still trying to kill the one character that I hate the most, and I can't kill them. Like, I can't. I, I try everything, and they just won't die. They just keep staying alive, and it's pissing me off because I hate that character so much. Um, but everybody else seems to die the first moment I get a chance to kill them, except for this one character. And I know a lot of people have been trying to kill the same character as well, and they just can't do it. Um, so I've been playing that. I've been playing, um, what's it called? Uh, the Dragon Ball Z Dokken Battle on my phone still. Nice. Uh, I'm actually pretty far into it now, but I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm getting a little cheated out of uh, the high-end characters because I can't seem to get any of the SSR characters, whereas my friend now, who barely started, has like four. Wow. And I, it's kind of just been really annoying me. Um, but the big game, obviously, I'm playing is Metal Gear Solid Five, And I'm highly enjoying it outside of a few things that have happened to me. Um, and some of my own personal issues that I have with the game. Um, which, if you want, I can talk about right now, if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, the... Biggest issue for me right now with MGS5 is it does not feel like a Metal Gear game to me. Um, I don't think it's kept any of the things that made Metal Gear great, um, like the codec messages. I can't just call and talk to whoever I want about random stuff anymore. Um, I think the open-worldness, though it's fun, um, I think really doesn't immerse you into the world of Metal Gear anymore, like 1, 2, 3, and 4 did. Um, I don't feel like there's really any major threat happening in the game either. Um, You know, the first game you had the nuclear attack. You had the second game, President is kidnapped. The third game, again, nuclear war. In this game, there just doesn't seem to be a threat. At least for now, as far as I am. Now, obviously, will probably change, but I just don't feel like there's anything really going on that's forcing me to do the things that I'm doing. 
um, I just don't feel immersed in the world at all. And it, it's really kind of taken a lot of the stuff away uh, as a fan of Metal Gear for me. Like, it, it, Don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic game. It just doesn't feel like a Metal Gear game anymore. Um, the other thing, which to me is the biggest one, actually, is the fact that I'm being judged for everything that I do. Um, I don't like it when I, you know, pop a headshot on somebody and it tells me how many headshots I've done. I don't like it. I feel like I'm being judged because I'm not getting headshots when I'm not getting them. Like, how come it's not telling me I got a headshot? And then you get the score at the end of completing a mission. And, oh, minus these many points for setting off in the world, minus this many points for killing people. It's like, why am I being judged? Like, who's judging me? Like, why is there Jesus. a judgment system? No, see, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is there, you know, a ranking system? Why am I being judged for things? Like, okay, do you want to know the way to always get an S rank? Not Nearly really. always. <laughs> no, it, it's not really a spoiler. It's just a way to nearly always get an S rank. Okay, go ahead. You need over 130,000 points to get an S rank in a mission. To okay. get 120,000 points, mm -hmm. beat the mission in under 15 minutes. Ah. If you beat in under 15 minutes, you get 120,000 points instantly. That's not cool. So, it's like just going guns blazing killing everybody well no you lose points don't you if you kill people exactly so if you know where you gotta go though you can it's, you know if you, if you get two what was it this two five thousand point rewards and you've done it you got an instant S rank interesting but see that's the thing I'm saying like they, they tell you you can play the game however you want you can go in guns blazing, you can go in rocket launchers, shooting everything, blowing stuff up with C4. But that's true, but then I feel really crappy about doing it because you're telling me that I'm doing it wrong. Because you're minusing points from me. And I hate that. You know, this it's one of the, the issues I had with Hitman Absolution. I absolutely love that game to death, but the fact that I was being judged for everything I did completely ruined that game for me. And the same thing is kind of happening here. Like, it's not ruining the game for me, but I just don't understand why I'm being judged. You know? Like, I'm building a base. Like, who's judging me? Is Ocelot judging me for killing my enemies? Again, I don't even know why they're my enemies. They're just there. You know? They're... Yeah, they're Soviet soldiers in Afghanistan, which, as part of history, this happened, but why am I attacking them? What did they do to me? Because you know. Russian. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Kudos to Kojima for actually using Russian people to do the goddamn voice acting in the game. Because I can understand everything they're saying as if a Russian person was talking. You know, so, what, you know what pissed me off about that, though, actually? What? We need a Russian translator. <laughs> we have Ocelot. I know. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. You're speaking English to me, right, Ocelot? Yes. You speak <laughs> Russian, don't you, Ocelot? Yes. There you go! We've got a Russian translator! Well, he even tells you, he's like, I can do it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> it's like, thanks, dude. Thanks, <laughs> <Bunch> bro. <of> <laughs> 
But yeah, I love building the mother base stuff. Um, that's fun. I like the collecting stuff, even though I think um, I should be able to just send people out to collect stuff for me. I don't know why I have to constantly do it. Uh, I'm sure that unlocks later on. Yeah, like, it does. Yeah. Um, but that takes that takes real time. I know. Which, well, if you put the system in standby, then you're good to go. But. No, it doesn't, does it? I'm sure, because mine's not gone down. Really? Yeah. Mine did yesterday. Because my, I, I, I set my mother base to be upgraded last night before I went to bed. Huh. It didn't upgrade. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But another issue I have is um, the reflex thing that happens every time you get spotted. Um, the reason I have an issue with it is it's good to have, but I think it makes the game very easy. Um, because, you know, you get spotted, you can easily take out the guy who spotted you, and you're good to go. I, I would have liked always. it. I, I, I've, ha- I've had some issues with that. Where well, the person spotted me behind the wall. And there you go. Kind of like I'm being spotted from 500 meters away. So you've been spotted. Okay, L2. <laughs> That's a wall. I'll shoot it. Bang, bang. Nope, I think that's still a wall. I, I, I personally feel like they could have done something like, you know, a focus bar like Max Payne has, where after enough uses, you have to replenish it, or over time it replenishes. Because I think constantly having it going kind of makes the game a little too easy. Um, I think there is a way to turn it off, isn't there? Yes, there is. But... No, I'm not then, I like being but easy. you can't use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think they should have put a limit on it how often it's get, it gets used. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like... As, I, I know Neil and Tim love Peace Walker, and I love Peace Walker too. To me, this game... Right now, Metal Gear Solid Five is just an upgraded version of Peace Walker, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, but how can I put this? As a main entry to the franchise, because it has the five in it, you know what I mean? It feels a lot like Resident Evil Three, where it has the number and it's part of the franchise, but it really doesn't do much for the overall story of the franchise and that's kind of how I'm feeling right now with Metal Gear Solid 5 um, that's obviously going to probably change the more I get into it and the more story stuff I see but as of right now from what I've been playing um, those are my issues with it and I- I've talked to you about this earlier too Like I-, I did a mission last night where I've been in the word status the entire mission and I'm assuming now that it's a glitch or a bug that I ran into. Because the alert status just would not go away. I went through like five different bases. And uh, they were all on the word the entire time. Um, I took everybody out from the base. I took out the radio towers that the signals keep going through. It's still on the word state. So a mission that should have taken me easily probably less than an hour took me like three hours to get through. Because it wouldn't go away. The fact that I'm being spotted at nighttime from like 500 to 1,000 yards away is just killing me right now. You know? Um, but yeah. that 
those are my issues. Like it just right now doesn't feel like a Metal Gear Solid game to me. It feels like a game Kojima made for sure, but I it just doesn't have any of the same essence that Metal Gear Solid has. If you get what I'm saying. You yeah. Yeah. So that's just my opinion right now. It's it's still a fantastic game. It's easily a nine for me right now, as a game, but as a Metal Gear Solid game, it's not right now my favorite but obviously that can all change the more I play okay so what I've been playing is of course Mel gets on 5 you've pretty much covered everything with that I'm on <laughs> mission 13 now I think it is let me have a check I have the game open as we're saying this because I'm waiting for mother base to build <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I'm on mission 13 right now um uh, I, I, I'm very stingy with money. I've got a 1.9 million GMP on me. Jesus, man. <laughs> the moment I am able to buy anything new or build something, I do it instantly. <laughs> Not me. I'm like, oh, Surprised money. I haven't come to the red yet. <laughs> I was at, at 2.7 million at one point, but I've researched everything I can. Jesus. Well, I, I literally I send off my people to do this, yeah, the the side ops every like every time I can, and they mm-hmm. give a decent amount of money. That they, like the one I'm sending them out right now, um, I get, it, it gave me 50, uh, forty grand for each one. Nice. So yeah, it's it, it's a decent amount of money, and you get plants and stuff as well. Can I ask you this? Um, you know the missions you get in Mother Base, like the training courses and stuff, the shooting yeah. the targets? Um, have you run into this? Because I don't know if it's supposed to do it or if it's just my game, but I completed the mission, right? Yeah. But it keeps telling me that I haven't completed it. Like, it's still, you know, the dark, uh, or not the dark, the lighter color, and it's still part of my side ops. Like, I have zero side op missions to complete, Except for those two, and those two keep constantly appearing. There are some missions you can replay. Okay. I don't know about those, because I've ignored them all. I've done the target practice. Because I did all the target practice ones, but yet it keeps telling me that I have, like, three side uh, on missions to do at Mother Base. And I'm like, I already did them. Why do I have to do them again? And it just doesn't go away. Even though it's checkmarked as if it's completed, but kind of irritates me that it keeps telling me I have side on missions to do when I don't. Um, and apart from that, I played a bit of Final Fantasy. I did the event recently, well, last week. But I bought some more fireworks. Great. Can we talk about that event for a little bit? Yeah, sure. The, do you mean the new one? The one that's amazing? Yes. Um, I, I don't think people will care if we spoil the event for them. So I think we should just should. Well, it's nearly over, so... Yeah, um... The event, obviously, you, you know, you do a mission, you go kill some, some enemies like you always do, and then you come back, you complete the mission, and it sends you into... four. what is it, 416? Floor 18, I think it was. Yeah, 418. 418 is, like, the developers making... Uh, they're pretty much studio where they work at. I'm guessing 418 is the four they work at at Square Enix headquarters. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go into it, and like they create the developers of the game, like the lead artist, the the main musician guy. Um, they pretty much model themselves into the game, 
and they tell you about the process of some of the stuff. You see a lot of concept art hanging on the walls, and it's pretty much just them thanking you for the game and all the support you've given them. Am I correct at this, Ben? Yep, that's correct. That's what I got out of it. I just want to say how amazing that is to me as a gamer. For a developer to go in and create this whole event pretty much thanking the fans for playing their game. I have never seen something like that done before. I probably never will again, unless yeah. it's by them again. And I just, I was completely blown away by this. And that I, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I love the little leaks of information that was in that, in that room if you found out. Uh, I couldn't really figure much of them out. Quite honestly, you said you you caught a bunch of them. Like, which ones did you catch? Uh, there's one there, uh, Yoshi P. You know the the actual head guy. Yeah. If you if you stand around him long enough, he says, "Oh, we're talking about our new job snacks. We're we're thinking about samurai or red mage." Yes. And then they said, "Oh, please don't say this to anyone else." <laughs> That's awesome. See, I didn't know that. It's little things like that, you know. Like yeah. you said, you stand around. And they just say something random. And there's one guy that says, oh, I guess what comes next after Black Mage and White Mage is Red Mage. And then a couple of seconds later, and I guess Blue Mage as well. See, I don't know about the Blue Mage. Actually, I think Blue Mage would be perfect. Well, okay, yeah. Now that I remember Final Fantasy again, yeah. what is Final Fantasy IV had a Blue Mage, right? Yeah, oh, and we- eight technically. And yeah. I guess seven. No, seven didn't have a blue. Mage. Enemy skill material. Seven didn't have classes. Yeah, but enemy skill material is technically blue magic. Oh, that's true. I guess red mage is the one that I'm thinking of that kind of yeah. wouldn't make too much sense because red mage is both black and white. And you just don't get the high end abilities; you just get the weaker ones. What I was thinking for the what they could do is for red mage, they could give it debuff abilities and healing. So it would be like paralyzed, slow gravity, and so forth, like that. Um, and because Astrologian does healing and buffing the pie, Red Mage could be the opposite healing and debuffing the enemy. Uh, Blue Mage, well, I thought well, that would be a DPS class. And people complain the fact that you, you can't, you, it'll be weird getting monster abilities. But what I thought was every, you know, so many levels, to go to your job class like usual. And he goes to, to you go to a special arena and fight a special monster, and then you learn the ability from that monster. That'd be nice. I think that's all our programming to do, but not really. It'll just be an arena. And oh, you, the- you know, you right. win the fight, and then boom, Chili learns one thousand needles or whatever. <laughs> it wouldn't that- be that hard to do. Um. Yeah. That would. That would be great. Um. Obviously, you know me. I've been. A, I really wanted a samurai crest for quite a while now. Um, I've always loved being the samurai. I'm hoping the samurai is going to be DPS class. I think it'll be tank, if anything. Uh, I don't understand why. Why would it be a tank? the The samurai has always had the worst defense in Final Fantasy, but the highest offense. In eleven, oh, it was a. It, it couldn't. It could have some tanking abilities in eleven. But it was a DPS class in eleven, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but so was Dark Knight. Please don't make samurai a tank. That'd be terrible. Samurais are not tanks. They've never been 
any sort of defensive class in any Final Fantasy. Well, Eleven had two moves, Sagan and Third Eye. Third Eye meant the next physical attack you took is is um, blocked. And Sagan would be... Now, if you had that on, Third Eye would last three attacks instead of one. And yeah. your defense was increased. See, they could take Sagan and Hasio straight from Eleven. Because that would be the tank stances. Because you'd have Sagan for defense... And Hasio increased your attack speed and attack damage. So there you go. There's your two attack, your two stances already. I don't think I'll be very happy if it's tank class. Because uh, I, I think it'll go red mage, healer, blue mage, DPS, samurai tank. Unless they, for some reason, make blue mage a tank, which would make no sense. I I think they could do the red mage as a tank. That would be good. Because like we say, he has the abilities of both, you know, Black Mage and White Mage. At least standard Red Mage does in Final Fantasy. Um, obviously they can change some stuff around, but all the Mage classes are usually long range. I don't I don't know. I think you're right. I think they'll do Samurai as a tank, which I don't think will be good. There are so many other classes. Why would you do two different Mages? <laughs> I don't like, know. A red mage and a blue mage. For me, the blue mage was always like the 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 debuff character. You know, like he do the time effects. He add you know attack off, attack down. As I said, this was just them discussing it. Yeah, you know, so it could be not true. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Samurai to me would always should always work as a, as a DPS because they've always been the highest hitting class in Final Fantasy. Anyway, some more of the stuff was um, Doom Train. Uh, there was a leak about Doom Train in there. What's the Doom Train? Uh, you know, uh, he said, oh, I seem to have lost my Doom Train minion. Yeah, you know, from Pharmacy 4, I think it's 4, where um, the guy suplexed the, it's the summon. Oh, Fantasy 4? Was it 4? Well, I know it's in 8, that's for certain. Suplex. The only guy who does a suplex is in Final Fantasy VI. That was at six. Doom Train. Okay, six. yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, six was my favorite. So yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, Final Fantasy IV. Sorry, didn't I was have thinking of six. We never got anything before seven in the UK. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, six and eight. Um. So yeah, there'll be a Doom Train minion. Um. So. But people want. People said that what they would love to see is because it was suplexed in six. They would love to see it be involved with the Hildebrand. Could easily do it, yeah. And then That's as it. you're fighting him, and as you're about to beat it, Godbert turns in and suplexes it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, you know me, Ben. I've always said that yeah. if they do like. Dungeons or final dungeons from past Final yeah. Fantasies, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and right. the new trial will be based on nights of the final fight in the game, someone say. In Hellsword. Oh, I was about to spoil it, but I won't say it. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah. I always assume that they're going to do the ultimate weapon as an extreme fight. No, they're going to do an extreme. Uh, fight 
from the yeah. end of Heaven's Ward because <laughs> everyone requested it. Okay. Because it's a fun fight, it's just too easy. Okay, please don't spell it. Yeah, there's no reward either, which is why people want to do it, but there's no reward to doing it, so... Okay. Yeah, but I just wanted to say about that... Yeah. That whole um, event. Like, it was just incredible to me to see the developer go to that kind of a link to thank their fans. Especially with the history that Final Fantasy XIV has had. Like, it's it was incredible for me. And kind of makes me just want to send him a letter saying thank you instead. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been playing this week. And Warframes. And a new update came out this week. Warframe update 17. With the new Warframe and the new weapons. Um, I didn't spend money on it. My mate bought me yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I woke up at 11am. My mate sent me a phone, te- phone me up saying, you know the Warframe updates last night? Said, yeah. He said, I'll log in. I've sent you a gift. And he bought me the new pack. So that was nice of him. Um, so yeah, the new update with the new Warframe. Equinox. So yeah, I've been playing that a bit as well. Um, so that yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I've been up to. Um, so I think we'll run this project podcast up now. A little bit earlier than normal, but that's actually a good thing probably compared to our two-hour podcasts. <laughs> um, so before I end up, I want to say congratulations again to Thomas Gargan. Sorry the post was delayed. I have sent the parcel today. I've sent you two extra things as a sorry for sending, taking so long um, to send it out. Oh, actually, before we end this, Gary, guess what I bought today? What did you buy today? Tickets to see the Dragon Ball Z movie. Ah, very nice. I did buy them for another day, but I found out that they were airing it on a Saturday instead of the Wednesday only. So ah. I contacted the cinema and they let me have a refund, even though they weren't supposed to. So that was nice of them. Um, so I bought the tickets for the Saturday instead. Uh, because Wednesday was going to be a pain in the ass, but they only had one show when I booked it, so... Very nice. Uh, I kind of missed out on it when I was here. It's okay, yeah. I'll get the big well, yeah, Blu-ray. The, the Blu-ray's out ne- the same month, October. Yeah, that big collector's one. Oh, there's a but I don't know if one. I want that one because like it has a lot of special features, but I know like Japanese anime yeah. ones are really bad with special features stuff. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wanted that collector edition because it came with a free T-shirt as well. It's only if you buy it from their website. Ah, no, okay. it doesn't come with a free one. You can get it for ten dollars extra. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of so, wanted the T-shirt though. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay ten dollars extra. But there was no <laughs> option for me to buy it, so. Oh, sad Amazon has it, but only the normal edition. Yeah. I'm tempted to buy it because it ha- I don't have Battle of Gods, and Amazon has both of them for 24 quid. Ah, oh, Battle of the Gods. Still haven't seen that one. Anyway, uh, good movies. I'm looking forward to see uh, Resurrection of F. I'm going October 3rd. So yes. Um, I booked so early because the tickets were actually selling out, especially on the Wednesday showing. Oh wow! It sold. It there was when I. This is why I booked it and panicked because even though it was late at night, half seven, 
uh, which doesn't sound that late, but when you think the fact that it's in Leeds, and I need to take a train for an hour and five minutes, and then I have to take a taxi for 20 minutes <laughs> to get to the showing. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. So when the sh- it ends at like 9.30, then I have to get the last train from Leeds to Scarborough, so I'll get back at like nearly midnight. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So now that I know there's an afternoon show and I changed it to that, but the Wednesday show was all they had. And I was, it was literally open for a day and they had five tickets left. So wow. I panicked and bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's wrap it up. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, hello, wife, if you're listening. Hello, anyone, if you're listening. Hello. Big shout out to everyone on Twitter. Big shout out to Evolve Mail. He, he streams Twitch stuff. Uh, he streams Fantasy 14 on Twitch. Uh, check him out at Evolved Mail on Twitch or on Twitter. Uh, your girlfriend's favourite streamer is his logo. His slogan, should we say. Uh, uh, Gary, any shout-outs? And how can people stalk you? Um, No real shout-outs, except for, I guess, my friends. Shout-out to them. But other than that, um, and to the listeners, of course, um, thank you. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Gaglaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or at my PSU email at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at PSU.com. Uh, you can contact me at ben.shubbehall at PSU.com, chili underscore UK on Twitter, chili on PSN, chili on the AirGap, chili on PSU. Uh, you can pretty much contact me anywhere. Um, oh, on the Friends Watch, I am now at Actually, I can't tell you anymore because of the new weird system that I can't talk about. Uh, but I was at 688 friends at one point, so... I'm at Wait, six. what new system? What are you talking about? Can't talk about it. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Now you get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble, so... Okay, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, what? What's going on? Okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, Go on. Yeah, I can't talk about it, guys. So, yeah. I think I had about 688 friends last I knew. So keep adding me, and I'll keep accepting. Um, but thanks, thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, thank you for being here. But most importantly of all, thank God for me. <laughs> <laughs>